Hey guys, welcome to the In The Game Room podcast. I am out in the shop again. Uh, however, we're not going to talk about the workbench. We're not going to talk about tools. We're going to talk a little bit about a couple of projects I'm working on. And then we're actually going to talk about gaming, which is what this podcast kind of is about. It's about gaming. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, first of all, a few projects I'm working on. I am finally getting around to finishing some uh, miniatures that I'm working on here, painting. These are GHQ uh, CB90 vehicles, CB90-105s, and I'm painting them up in a, a three-color camouflage for my own imaginary nation, Malakistan. Um, so I'm getting almost done with those right now. The base color's on, the camouflage is on. I've just got to paint the, uh, the tracks now and then do the weathering, and then they'll go in the box and forget about until the next time I have a game. Another thing I'm working on right now, which is the uh, GHQ MI-28 helicopter, and I've just got the base coat on it, got it put together and put the uh, primer on it, I'm get, just getting ready to paint it. But this is a reasonably new piece from GHQ, I think it came out a couple of months ago, I can't remember the exact month it came out, but it's a real, real nice piece. And uh, I just put one together to kind of see what it looked like and see what I think about it. And now I'm going to order several more, as I actually already have. Um, so I'll get several more of these. Maybe I'll have about four or five of them in my uh, in my toolbox of miniatures. So working on that right now. And as soon as that's done, I'll post up some pictures on the In the Game Room uh, podcast blog at itgrpodcast.com as well as some pictures of these CB90s that I'm working on. Another project, get these out here. Another project I'm working on, these are mainly for when I'm photographing products that I make for my company. I have a lot of uh, European style country buildings and city buildings, so I'm painting up some uh, GHQ uh, Tiger Ones. It's been a long time since I've done any World War II miniatures, so I'm having a good time painting these. I've got the base color on them, and I've got the uh, the green, and the next color to go on. These are going to be the, the three-color camouflage that was fairly common on these vehicles. Uh, the last color is the armor brown. That's going to be going on. Interesting about these things, I painted the base color using my uh, Iwata Eclipse airbrush. Just painted the whole base after primering them. And then when it came time to do the camouflage, instead of using a, a paintbrush, I used my new Badger Sotar 2020. Well, I say new, but it's it's probably nine months old or so by now. Um, maybe even more than that. I bought it last year at uh, Little Wars in Chicago. But I haven't really used it very much. So it's, it's still kind of new to me. Um, but I'm using that to paint the camouflage because this thing here can get right down to, you know, painting like a like a pencil line it gets so small so I'm having a real good time painting the uh, camouflage scheme using the uh, Sotar 2020 and I'm loving this airbrush it's not a great airbrush for everyday use but for really fine details like this it's fantastic so I'll post up some pictures on the itgrpodcast.com blog also of these uh, German tigers so let me get this thing out of the way, and then I'll get into the main topic of tonight's uh, podcast. I'm just going to move this paint rack, uh, painting station, not paint rack. 
this is not a paid product placement. I just like Pepsi. Um, so the main uh, topic for tonight in the podcast is what era do you game in and why? Now I started gaming, well I started gaming playing Dungeons and Dragons way, way, way long time ago when I was a kid. But the first miniatures war game I ever played was Tractics, which is a uh, published as a coincidence by the same people that made Dungeons and Dragons, Gary Gygax. It's a World War II miniatures game for Micro Armor. It may have even been usable in other scales, I can't remember, and uh, it's been a long time since I've looked at it, but I own a copy. I just recently picked this up on eBay. Um, so I played this for about a year with a friend of mine. He had the rules. I didn't really get to know the rules very well. I just kind of showed up and played. Um, but then one day at the hobby shop, I saw this, Tac Force, and this was the newest, most modern war game available at the time in 1980. It was published by GDW and GHQ, the people that make GHQ miniatures. And it was, as it says, comprehensive rules for modern micro armor. It had some limitations. It was only U.S. vehicles and... Russian vehicles. They called it U.S. and Warsaw Pact, um, but it was just U.S. and Russian vehicles. And of course, because it was published in 1980, the vehicles uh, only went up through that period. Of course, they didn't know what was coming up. There was one card in here for a vehicle that was called the XM1, and that was the experimental version of the M1 Abrams. And it was just purely speculation of what that vehicle might be like. It had a 105 gun and it had pretty decent armor and it was pretty fast. So this was a Cold War wargaming rule set set in the 1980s or 1970s through 1980. The, the best vehicles that came with it, when I say came with it, they didn't come with miniatures, it came with vehicle data cards that you use to play. The, uh, the most modern vehicles in there, aside from that XM1, were the uh, M60A3 main battle tank for the US and the T72 for the Russians. So at the time it was the latest greatest thing and I fell in love with it. I started playing it. I started buying uh, modern miniatures. When I played Tractics with my friend Robert, we played with his miniatures. He had World War II miniatures. He had the rules. He had a sand table. So basically I just came over and leached off him and just played for fun. So when I saw Tack Force in the hobby shop, I bought it and I started buying miniatures. And as they say, the rest is history. I've been playing this game ever since 1980. And I have my own project that I call Tack 2 which is an updated version of this very same game. The rules are almost identical. The thing I've been doing is updating the vehicle data cards. Every time a new vehicle comes out or a new weapon comes out, I create a new card for it. And I've been doing that since, since 1983. 1983 is when I went in the Army, and that's when I started the TAC-2 project. So this is still the, the rules that I still use. So I'm playing modern micro-armor. Now, people have different definitions, maybe, of what modern gaming is. I mean, World War II gaming, that's pretty self-explanatory, World War I. Um, but modern, I guess, could include Vietnam era. I don't know if you would consider that modern or not. 
probably not anymore. It's getting to be, I don't even know, I don't want to do the math right now, but it was a long time ago. Um, even playing Tac Force straight out of the box, 1970s, 1980s, I don't even know if I'd call that modern anymore. I just, I'd call that Cold War era. So for modern gaming, I would probably consider that, you know, the first and second desert wars, uh, Afghanistan, things like that. And then there's ultra-modern. Ultra-modern is basically as of today. If there was a, if there was a war somewhere, um, that would be ultra-modern. And basically what I've been doing lately is two different things. So for my gaming, I'm playing mostly what I would consider modern, the, uh, the Desert Wars. And for my miniatures building and collecting, I'm doing modern and ultra-modern. I don't have any M60s. I don't have, I have a couple of M113s, I guess. But I don't have any uh, T62s, T55s, any of that stuff that at one time would be called modern, but it's not, it's not today. Uh, I don't have any of that stuff. But every time a new vehicle comes out, especially if GHQ releases a new vehicle, like the uh, Swedish CV90 series, I've got to buy those. Uh, new aircraft come out, the, the MI-28. Anything that's new, anything that's today, uh, I'm buying it and I'm putting it in my collection. However, I'm not playing ultra-modern gaming. I'm playing modern. I'm playing, like I said, the Desert War era. Um, and that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. I've been thinking about what era I want to play. When I play Micro Armor, uh, and I play it at conventions, a couple of times I've taken my uh, Thunder Run scenario and game boards to the convention, and we played sort of a, a modified alternate reality of the Thunder Run into Baghdad. And what we play is American forces making the run towards the parade grounds in Baghdad. And when they get there, the Iraqi Republican Guard is there waiting for them. That's not the way it happened. They just, they just ran in and nobody was there and it was beautiful. But we play an alternate reality where they get there and, like I said, the uh, Iraqi Republican Guard is there waiting for them with T-72s. And there's a big battle, and that's what we play. We play out that battle to see what happens. And what I've discovered in playing that a couple of times at the conventions in Los Angeles is that everybody loves the board. The board's great. They love the miniatures. They love the game. It's all good. But there is a serious imbalance in the game. The Iraqi T-72s are fighting against U.S. M1A2s, and when they're nose-to-nose, -nose, the T-72s cannot penetrate the front armor of the M1A2s. The M1A2s can, however, penetrate the armor of the T-72s when they're nose-to-nose. -nose. And that is actually accurate. That is the way these two vehicles uh, are. And if they came into a battle face-to-face -face like that, that's the way it would go down. The, uh, the M1s would eventually eliminate all the T-72s, and the T-72s would have their rounds bouncing off the, uh, off the front of the M1s. So it's, it's accurate, but I found in playing that scenario that a lot of the people playing the game 
aren't having any fun. And let's face it, this is a game. Games are meant to be fun. Um, I'm not running a historical simulation. I'm running a game. Now I know some people do run historical simulations, and actually we're going to touch on that in a minute. And that's fine, and if that's what you want to do, great. Everybody's got their own style of playing war games. But when I play a game, I want it to be a game. I want it to be fun. Even if I lose, I just want it to be fun. And I do quite often lose. It's funny because often I show up with the boards, I show up with the rules, I show up with the miniatures and everything. I've been playing this for 30-something years. I've lost track of how many now. And quite often I lose. And that's okay, as long as I had fun doing it. And the people that were playing the Iraqis in my Thunder Run scenario, some of them had that same attitude. They don't care if they lose as long as they're having fun. But some people got a little bit annoyed. I don't want to say annoyed. They got a little bit frustrated when the game just seemed to be dragging on for them because they couldn't do anything. It got to be their fire phase, and they say, well, you're just not going to fire. There's no point in it. We're nose to nose. I mean, it might be a long distance away, but you're face to face with M1A2 Abrams, and you know you're not going to penetrate, you have exactly a 0% chance. The penetration value minus the armor value comes out to a net of 0, so you have an exactly a 0% chance of penetrating. So they would just say, you know what, we're just not going to fire. So basically they were just sitting there moving their vehicles around and not firing, and not really having any fun. So anyways, this has got me thinking about what era do I want a game in? Do I want a game in modern or ultra-modern? Or do I want to go back a little? So I've been thinking about maybe going back a bit, going back to my roots, basically, going back to Tac Force, going back to 1980. I'll still use my rules and my cards and everything, but the way I used to play back in 1980 through you know the mid-80s was M60A3s, versus T-62s for the most part. Fairly well-matched vehicles. You could have a nice big tank battle with a lot of casualties and a lot of rounds bouncing off of other vehicles and not doing any damage at all, but fairly equally matched. And I think I think that might be fun because I, I kind of miss it. The, the lethality, is that the word? The lethality of modern weapons kind of take a little bit of the fun out of the game in a way. There are so many advanced weapon systems today in these 120mm guns, 125mm guns, and anti-tank guided missiles. A lot of times, if you fire a shot and you hit your target, it's over. That vehicle is destroyed. And in these rules, there isn't there isn't damage, you know, bogey damage and you know, jammed turret ring, things like that. If you hit and penetrate, it's destroyed. So that vehicle is smoked. And that kind of gaming can be fun, and it's fairly fast paced because things happen pretty quickly. You're blowing things up and you're moving and you're blowing up other things. And there can be fun in that. Um, but I'm kind of I'm kind of yearning for the older days maybe the Cold War period when there was a little more tactics involved and a little more planning ahead. Vehicles move a little slower. They don't shoot quite as far. They don't penetrate as well. Um, so maybe maybe that's where I'm going. I'm not sure. I don't own very many 
I don't think I own any uh, any miniatures that I can use. I mean, I own some M113s and some M901 tow vehicles. Um, could throw some Humvees in there, the old school Humvees with a tow one on the top, maybe. But I probably need to buy some M60A3s. I believe I have some T55s. I'd have to get some T62s. So you're probably hearing a siren outside. I don't know what's going on, but sorry about that. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Now, going down that road, going back to the Cold War period, one might ask, why don't you go a little further and go all the way back to World War II? The short answer to that is, I don't like it. <laughs> and I know that's weird coming from a miniatures war gamer. Most miniatures war gamers play World War II, at least as much as they play modern, if not more. And most people started on World War II gaming, and they love it. But I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. And that's just my personal opinion. I think some of the vehicles are really cool, and I'm enjoying like painting up these Tiger Ones right now. I've got some uh, Panzer IV-Hs that I painted up some time ago, and they're really cool vehicles. The, the miniatures are really nice. Um, but one thing I've found about World War II gaming, and again, this is just my opinion, and this is my, my style of gaming and stuff. Some of the people that play World War II gaming are so into the period that the gaming is almost not even the biggest part of it for them. What I mean is they get into the history of the battles. They get into the history of the vehicles. and the It's, it's like World War II is the hobby. And gaming is just something they do as part of that hobby. And if that's what you enjoy, then that's fabulous. That's great. You know, have fun. And that's not me. I do the same thing with modern. I have a I have a pretty darn good knowledge of modern vehicles, a lot of modern battles, how they went down, things like that. But I don't have that with World War II. Now you can hand me a Tiger or a Panzer IV H or a Sherman or a Stug or Stug, I don't even know how it's pronounced, um, or uh, I don't know what, uh, you know, whatever. You can hand me almost any vehicle and I'll, and I'll probably recognize it, but I don't know much about them, I'll be honest. Um, if I look at a Sherman, I can't tell you what size gun it has. I'm pretty sure most of them had 76s and then they went to 105s. I could be just making an ass of myself right now, I don't even know. That's really basic information, but I don't know it because it's not my thing. So that's why I don't go back to World War II. If I sat down at a table of guys playing World War II, I'd be the dumbest guy at the table. And I, I know that, I accept that, but then it might not be as fun for me because they might be sitting around the whole time talking about this and that battle and what happened and what would have happened if they did this. And you know, they get off on these tangents and I wouldn't really understand much about what they're talking about. I'd just be nodding my head and going, yep, uh-huh, okay. Um, I just want to play the game. So that's why I don't play World War II. I have nothing against it. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm having fun with some of the miniatures right now. Um, some, of the, uh, some of the structures that I make for my company, a lot of the coolest ones, I think, are the World War II European ones that I make. I'm having a lot of fun with that, too. But as far as gaming goes, that's just, that's where I started, and I moved on. So, if you're playing World War II now, and you're enjoying it, more power to you. That's what it's all about. 
but for me it's it's the modern but I am having this sort of internal discussion whether I want to play Desert War era ultra modern or go back to the Cold War I don't want to go back any further than that I don't really have much interest in like Vietnam or Korea but I think I might get into some Cold War gaming so the point of this whole rambling ramble is to talk about open a discussion about what eras you play and why and which eras you don't play and why uh, I'd really like to hear from you guys what your thoughts are you know as far as like World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, Gulf Wars, you know, whatever, whatever period you like, or ultra modern, or even future. Some people like playing, you know, beyond today, and they make up their own vehicles and things like that. And then you get into like science fiction and things, which is also cool, but that's not really my thing either. So let's talk about what you guys like doing and why and what you don't like doing and why. If you're watching this video on YouTube, go ahead and write in the comments down below what it is you like or don't like about different eras and different miniatures and things like that. I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of visual element to this episode, so I think I'm gonna strip out the audio and go ahead and post this also as an audio podcast. So if you're, uh, if you're listening to that, Go to the itgrpodcast.com website and in the, in the, uh, on the blog there for this episode, go ahead and put a comment there about what it is you like playing and why. I'm real interested to hear what you guys like and the reasons for it. I have, I have wacky reasons for what I like and for what I don't like. You might have wacky reasons for what you like and what you don't like too. So that would be kind of fun. So that's it for today I think I'm looking around make sure there's nothing I forgot to talk about um, I've got a I've got something back here that I'm not even talking about yet that'll be the next episode see uh, a miniature that I bought from another company and I want to talk about it it's really cool but that's another episode we'll review that so I think that's it for now I'm gonna go ahead and get this online see if I can get some comments back from you guys Make sure, like I said, you go to itgrpodcast.com and leave your comments there or comment on YouTube under this video and let me know what your thoughts are on this topic. And we'll see you in the next video. Thank you very much for watching and keep on gaming.